0: Hey friends and welcome. Today we are going to be talking about feeding your spirit and your soul. This is episode 248, and you can find today's show notes at A Few Minutes with God Podcast.com. And I'd like to thank our sponsor that is CTC Math. You can find more information at ctcmath.com. And please like this episode on your favorite podcast app as well as sharing it with a friend. Well, today we're going to be talking about feeding, but not our bodies in the sense of food. We do feed our bodies, right? And everything we put into our bodies affects our physical health. But the same happens with our spirit and our soul. And that's going to be the question today. What do you put into your bodies that will fulfill your spiritual life? Have you heard the saying, garbage in, garbage out? I'm sure you have. Yet we don't consider it means anything else than the food we eat. If we're careful about eating well, to feed our bodies, then we should be careful about our spiritual being. We know from the beginning of creation of the world that God meant for us to live a life of abundance, to live in a garden without sin, and to live essentially forever with Him. We are created in the image and likeness of God, we are told. Genesis 1:26 26 26-27 states, God wants a relationship with us and is there waiting. We are the ones avoiding him. Sin, at its root, causes an issue of relationship. Relationships that are broken, harmed, and sometimes destroyed. We read in First Thessalonians five twenty-three, "May the God of peace Himself sanctify you wholly, and may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ." We are made up of spirit, soul, and body. We know what a body is, but what about your spirit and soul? While we have a spirit, we are not spirits in the sense of the heavenly um, angels or the Holy Spirit. The spirit is the entity we have that connects us with God. It is the relationship part. It gives us a sense of belonging. We long for God who has made us and he has created us for him. If we are unaware of this longing for happiness, that is essentially a longing for God, then we will be unhappy and unfulfilled. People try all types of things to become happy. Whether it's eating, being with friends, drinking, or shopping. Have you ever heard the term retail therapy? That's a term that refers to shopping, to make you happy, or when you're sad, you go shopping. As if new clothing or some other purchase can take away sadness that is rooted in brokenness. It is a recipe for failure. Let me ask you, have you ever thought I would be perfectly happy if I had fill in the blank there? Whatever that need is, or want, and we get that thing, it is a temporary fix. Money does not buy happiness, only God, and I'm sure you've heard that saying as well. The spirit is also a reservoir, if you will, of faith. It is important for life, and life of a believer, to be connected to God. It is important that we believe, that we know, that we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Almighty lives and cares for us, and He cares for us in an intimate way. We are told that the Lord knows the number of hairs on our head. That tells us that the Almighty cares about us, not as some afterthought, but designed purposely for this life. That craving we have in our hearts is not for chocolate, it's for God. Our souls and spirits are connected. The soul is shrouded in a body, and that is called the life principle. All living bodies have a soul. If they do not have a soul, they would not live. Ever Every living thing has a soul, however man is unique. Why? Because we have rational powers. We have the ability to think. Luke twelve nineteen states, And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have ample goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, be merry. But God said, Fool, this night your soul is required of you, and the things you have prepared, whose will they be? So is he who lays up his treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. We need to fill our bodies with the things that are for eternal good. Our souls are where our selfish and sinful nature reside. Our souls are the part of our body that leaves our physical sense, our physical bodies, at the time of death. In Genesis we read about the death of Rachel, the beloved wife of Jacob, Genesis thirty five eighteen. And as her soul was departed, for she died, she called his name Ben Oni, but his father called his name Benjamin, her essence, her soul. Our soul and spirit are combined, and they are where our emotional experiences reside. The soul can refer to the entire person, whether we are alive or have passed. So shouldn't we feed our souls with all that is good and pure? If our consciences are well-formed, we will know when something's not right, when we should avoid something that is not good. What we should watch, listen, or be around will be very obvious to us. No one will have to point it out to us. We read in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, May the God of peace himself sanctify you wholly, and may your spirit and soul and body be kept sound and blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I have to tell you, in researching the spirit and soul, it was so confusing and got really deep and theological. But the thing to consider here is, what are you going to be filling yourself with? Whatever that is, it should connect you to God. In 1 Corinthians six nineteen twenty, 20, we read, Do you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, which you have from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. So glorify God in our body. And that is true. We have been bought with a price. Jesus lived, he suffered, and he died for us. And praise God, he resurrected on the third day. And that essentially opened the gates of heaven for us to follow at the time of our passing. So now what do you do? How will you feed the part of yourself that is tempted by sin or the part of you that wants a closer relationship with God but just doesn't have the time? And my challenge will surprise you. Sure, reading scripture, praying, keeping a prayer journal, reading a good Christian faith book and works of charity, all these are wonderful and can fill your soul with nourishment. But there is more. Feeding your soul means working on your conscience. This means making an effort to do what is right. Just like forgiveness, making an effort means making a decision and doing it. Is it easy? No. Is it worthwhile? Yes and yes. Feeding our souls means taking the time to put our decisions in alignment with God's. What road do we travel as Christians, do you know? Well, we travel the road that is less traveled. Giving into sin may seem like the easy way. But, like being on a diet, eating good food is important for our bodies, and doing what is right is good for our souls. Think of the people you hold in high regard. Is there a time when you saw someone fail? How did it make you feel? I know I've been let down, especially by people I care about the most. With all the scandals going around in churches across the world, people have lost their faith in God. That is a shame, and truly not warranted. Yes, we can be heartbroken and upset, but our eyes should never be on the pastor, the choir, or the Bible teacher. Our eyes should only be on Christ because he will never fail us. A very popular Christian author, speaker, and associate pastor left his faith behind when an extreme scandal at his church came crashing down. While he had nothing to do with this on the surface, maybe he could have done something or not turned a blind eye, I don't know. The point is, he allowed this tragedy to take him away from God. But what else happened? It was a domino effect because he had led many people toward God with his writings and sharing about relationships. We have books on our own shelves that my children read that were godly books. Unfortunately, his downfall came from placing the wrong emphasis on the wrong people. Did God fail him? No. Did man? Yes. Almighty God gave us life and gave us a chance to do what is right. This is the only life you have, so live it well. And that doesn't mean in the sense of selfishness. I hear the words, live your best life, and as if anyone would purposely live their worst life. Yet sometimes, while living your best, you can live a life that is devoid of putting others first. Maybe you're a parent, and you have to put everyone else first. And that is true. But putting yourself last, especially when it comes to spiritual things, is not good then you will have nothing left to give. Not surprisingly, last Sunday our pastor talked about the soul and the spirit and its need to be considered. He's the same pastor who often talks about sin being a broken relationship with God. He shared that filling our souls is repairing that relationship with God and with the important people in our lives. It doesn't mean we ignore others. We should have Christian charity, but it does mean we do not lose sleep over the people who walk away from the Lord. Many times people care about what people think and they care about people who are truly not important in their lives. When God is not a factor in our life, the evil one gets in and causes havoc to our souls. So decide today, what will you do? How will you fill your soul? How will you encourage that sense that nothing is fulfilling in your life? because it can't be without God as a focus. Will you make an effort to change? Do you think you need to change? Or are you content with your life now? I pray you take this idea of feeding your spirit and soul to heart and find a way to make it happen. Only you can decide, and only you can create that effort and dedication to place God first in your life, to lead by example which is your challenge this week. May God be blessed.